And we're back. What's up, Chuck? What's up, man? It's it's good to be back, bro. Third Coast. Third Coast Podcast. We in here. <laughs> I see the air horn is back. Oh, yeah. It, it's made its triumphant return to I Third Coast Podcast. Good way to get people to turn it off in the first five <laughs> seconds of it being on. Uh, we're just doing a volume check to see if the, the listeners are there. How y'all doing? Y'all having a wonderful day? Welcome back, and we hope we can fill y'all's ear with uh, great, joyful words and sentences and paragraphs and phrases. English out here. I'm trying my hardest. Yeah, but this heat's great, got man. oh, the heat's got me. Uh, I don't know, melting away feels like I'm the wild, the the witch, wicked witch of the west out here. I'm melting. Oh. Got a nice little cave here, though, man. It's um, I enjoy being in here. You know, it's got you got the definitely the vibe going. Yeah, it's it's full of my junk. <laughs> no man, I see the old school Xbox over there. It's, I mean, uh, that, that thing looks like a f- mini fridge. Oh yeah, I got the uh, top put on too. It's got like a little screen that you just pop up on it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I you show me that. And then this one over here, I bought from a yard sale, and it's actually a modded Xbox. So it's got like twenty different games on it, and all the games are has different preset mods to it. And you have all the unlockable characters or whatever, but... I'd be terrible at all of them. I'm so horrible at games. I'm not well, good. You know, I, I just lose at every one that I play. Most, especially those first-person shooters. They just, like... So tackling the streaming world is not on no, your priority list no, at all. No, not at all. I usually get on those for about 10 seconds before I'm like, ah, oh, this ain't for me. And then, uh, you know, hey, more power to people that can do it, though. Or have the patience for that. Uh, shout out episode 163 for all of our gamer fans out there. Barrels of fun. Uh, me and Cleve tackled a lot of uh, different gaming topics. Yeah, and, I was uh, not y'all on should that. check that one out if y'all ain't listened to it yet. But uh, yes, it's uh, a third coast afternoon. Chuck's sitting down, and we're going to, uh, we got some stuff we want to cover with y'all if y'all are willing to join us on this adventure. Yeah, man. No, it's good to be here. It's good to be back, man. I, um, I always enjoy sitting down with you, bud. It's a, um, like you said, it's a scorcher out here, but I actually, I'm enjoying it, man. I might take my shirt off here in a little bit. It's a good thing this thing isn't videoed, you know? <laughs> the good thing. Well, the, shit, the listeners might, uh, well, if we had, you know, good internet in Oakdale, Louisiana, we could produce a YouTube, but thank you, AT&T and uh, Swift, for not providing, or is it really their fault because they don't have strong internet? Or is it our fault for being a subclass community? Uh, probably both. <laughs> probably a little bit of both, yeah, I would have to say. Yeah, man, a lot of stuff's happened since I saw you last, honestly. I, um, I went and saw the Monster Truck show at the Superdome. That was pretty cool, Monster Jam. It, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got another plug, shout out, uh, episode 164, uh, Ape. Uh, we talked about Bigfoot and... Uh, one of the things brought up was monster truck shows, and I ain't never actually been to one. I didn't either. Was it everything that I thought it would be? Yeah, people people said that it was going to be really loud and like wear ear protection, and I did wear ear protection, but it wasn't as loud as I thought it was going to be. But I guess I'm also going deaf, partly from all the music and guns that I've shot. But um, and shout out Tendonitis. Yeah. That, 
Yeah. But, you know, it was it was crazy uh, how far that sport's come and, and like, to learn about the trucks. And it was definitely the most American shit that I've done in a long time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was a dude from uh, Lafayette who won the whole thing, and he killed it. It was great. He had, like, a red dragon, big monster truck, you know? No, he... Like, I saw the he just... Digger. I've been seeing that truck since I was, like, a kid, so... I don't know, it was really, like, nostalgic to really be able to go. Like It was like seeing Hot Wheels in real life, you know? Did they crush cars, though? Uh, yeah, dude. Like, the cars were already pretty crushed, but they used them, like, tour, like for, like, ramping and stuff, mostly. But, it, like, they destroyed their own trucks a lot. That's what the one thing that I didn't expect to happen. Like, it almost seems kind of like, you know how they say wrestling's rigged, but it's really not rigged, it's just planned out it's choreographed choreographed yeah Yeah. it's almost it's almost like since all right since monster jam owns that whole like all of those trucks it's almost like they let one or two or three trucks specifically each night like go the hardest because they know they're going to end up destroying those trucks like like it's almost like they let they allowed some particular trucks to do backflips and stuff because you don't always come back from... But basically, the backflip is the last trick that they do because you destroy your truck in the process of doing it. So they backflip monster trucks. And front flip, and and, they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff with these (laughs) things, bro. I mean, I, I definitely got to check one now. I bet you my uh, boys might like that too. I might the dude. Yes, was that in I, Lafayette? Uh, yeah, you said? I, there was an ungodly amount of kids, and I don't have kids, so I was I was I was probably the same height as all of them, but uh, it was it was a lot. So yeah, bring your kids for sure because that's a a feeding frenzy for children. <laughs> Just destruction and loud <laughs> noise. That that's a you know you, kids can be loud as they want there. I guess. Yeah, I've been meaning to check out. Uh, the racetrack they have out in Glenmore, but I ain't never been. The- oh, Thunder Valley, baby. Yeah, yeah. During the pandemic, you know those those people out there, they didn't give a shit about it. So they <laughs> <were> just <laughs> so we um we had all the homies at the hardwood for the pandemic. I had actually just broken my collarbone on a dirt bike, so I didn't get to go. But they all went out to Thunder Valley and saw the dirt track, and it's really cool. But um, that's a whole nother animal, bro. Those those people that like those races, like people from all around the, this area, go to those things and compete in them, and it's a it's a whole lifestyle out there. It's cool though. My dad used to take me when I was a kid. And what's they call it? Getting in the pits or whatever. You get like a pit pass or whatever. You can meet all the people and stuff like that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about all that. <laughs> My dad was really into like racing growing up. NASCAR, NASCAR baby, Talladega and stuff. I've always wanted to go. I I, I still even want to go just for the spectacle. Honestly, I'm a people watcher. People watcher. Yeah, bro. You know so in, oh, so instead of like when you go to like a big venue, you're going to watch the people instead of what's going on. Not necessarily, just depends, but both. Yeah, you watch the race, but then you go and watch these people that 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 base their entire lives around this this sport, you know, and uh, <laughs> act in a certain that. way. It's just interesting to see, man. So uh, I'm not a. It's kind of like Mardi Gras, you know. Mardi Gras, everybody dresses up to look at each other because it's like, look at my costume. Same with Halloween and 
the, all the other things. The uh, crown rule. The sports bags. events. Why do you think that they, everybody wears their jerseys so they can be like, my team's better. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Speaking of things, football. No, I'm, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but uh, besides the Moss Stroke rallies, what else been going on? Um, I played a few shows. Um, we went... We finished off the summer tour for Iceman in Pensacola. We did uh, two nights. That was interesting and fun. And um, we lost a homie. Um, our buddy Brooks passed. Moran was a good homie of ours, and uh, so we want him to rest in peace. And we had, so I had to go to a funeral. Sorry to bring it down, but that did happen since I last saw you. So. Anyways, um, after that, uh, Big Worm played a show for uh, Mom's Summer Ball. See, I, I was going to uh, bring that up and ask you about that because I seen O'Donnie up there too. So yeah. Donnie's a part of Big Worm? I didn't know that. Donnie does a feature with us on a song called uh, B. But mm-hmm. why, why was he like dressed up as a devil then? Oh, he was actually dressed up as an Iceman song. There's an Iceman song called Schoolboy. And the theme of the party was uh, summer school. Uh, so the lyric in that song is, you better get back to school, boy, because uh, the devil's coming for you. So he dressed from the top half as the devil, and he had an Iceman shirt on. <laughs> and it just so happened that I brought a school desk, and I was dressed as like a school kid. So like our costumes kind of weirdly matched. So did you did you bring like a full desk? I brought I found, oh, a, I found a full school desk at at Goodwill and I put wheels on the bottom of it. Hold up. <laughs> hey, that's yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I only paid twenty dollars for it. I was just going there to get my costume, and then boom, there's a school desk, and I posted on my Instagram about to get the best sleep of my life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean that was good times, you know. Cross your arms, lay your head down. Put the hoodie over your head, bro, and then get down. Then Miss Cross would come up behind you and grab you with them nine-inch fingernails and get you right in the ear. The claw. Is that what she called it back in the day? Well, that's what we used to call it because she would do that with her her finger, with her hand, I mean. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) She looked like the dude from Scary Movie. Oh, take my strong hand. (laughs) (laughs) It's my strong hand. Grab it. No. <laughs> no, I'd rather die. <laughs> Give me the other one. <laughs> uh, Yep. My phone was like recording me just now. Oh, government? No, bad government. <laughs> we ain't doing nothing you need to worry about, FBI. I started a new project, too, with my buddy Mitch and, uh, and Al. A project? Yeah, it's like a musical project, you know? All I'm right. on drums, Al's on bass, and... Mitch plays keys. It's more like a lo-fi, hip-hop, kind of easy listening type of thing. It is pretty and we cool. try to set up anywhere. Like, we try to set up in renegade places, like, mostly where there's couches and stuff. It's weird, but it works. It's cool. It's a three-piece, so we can just kind of book, book more gigs, because it's just the more people you add, the harder it is to... To line everything up? Yeah, it's like herding cats, you know? <laughs> impossible has that you know you you play drums in a lot of different bands too yeah i enjoy playing drums i like playing bass i like playing bass in iceman 
because I don't really feel too great about my bass playing skills so I just and like I don't know as far as time and and things that I have to put in to learn other people's like like whole discography and things like that is just I just I would rather put my time into writing music uh writing my own stuff just because there's no disappointment <laughs> involved in in writing your own stuff because it's yours you know so nobody can really tell you that it's wrong if that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. Yeah. Well, that, I don't know, that, is it, like, off-put, like, how do you go from, like, playing for, like, one band, and say you play another night for, say, like, Holly Rock, or mm-hmm. whatever, and you're changing instruments, or, say, you're doing it in the same day, is that, like, a hard task to do, to switch and be prepared because Zach put you on the uh, spot the other night felt like at uh, Yum Yum's yeah. when you played drums and you were just like spot on ready to go yeah well it's I mean drums yeah drums do come more naturally to me and it doesn't involve like learning cor- different chords and changes and stuff like once you get the general gist of the beat and like the ch- and like one or two changes in the song you can pick up pretty much anything on drums so which is maybe probably why i like drums so much more um that being said i don't really play drums for other people's project either uh it's the same deal it's most of the time it's you know minor wheels or something that that we that we started but larry's lounge is a little different because it's kind of the three of us just deciding like hey we're gonna keep it mellow all the time and like that's the general vibe of this band. It's just like super mellow. It doesn't have to have any big build ups or heavy parts because I don't know, I just have that in, in some of my other bands. And it's something about me musically, I guess it's A D D or whatever, but I just keep chasing these different avenues while still trying to maintain the other ones. But there comes a point where you have to limit yourself with how many avenues that you that you, you know, involve yourself in because what happens is it just starts to thin out the quality of the other the other projects. So I think I'm at a point now where I don't want to be involved or begin any new projects. But Iceman's playing less and less because of like the bigger the shows, you know, unless we're on tour. So while I'm in New Orleans, it's nice to have, you know, the other projects going so that, you know, I have a source of income and and I get to maintain those those itches and scratch those itches. I mean, rather. Yeah, you you just uh, you said that uh, to maintain your uh, income down there. So is it a bad thing that the Iceman plays the bigger shows then necessarily? No, man. I mean, you wanna you wanna get to a point where you play bigger shows, so more people come, and you you play less shows, so more people come. So it's like you don't want to oversaturate your own market. So like. You don't oh, want you don't okay. want to book a show on Thursday if you have a show on Tuesday, because what's going to happen is you're going to spread those people out. Or like say you know you have eight Iceman shows in one month in the same city, then people are going to be like, oh, I can't come to this one or that one or this one. I'll go to that one, and then people don't you know. So then you have one big show, and you and you bring you pull out all your stops. You know the light show the the you know the production that costs a lot to to make it one big special event and then you can you know charge 
for tickets because it's a better quality show in a bigger theater and you know it's not just a regular bar gig that makes sense yeah makes total sense at first when i brought it up i wasn't like tracking but now under you know yeah that's a great description i appreciate that no problem man uh if y'all haven't checked it out, check out Thurco's podcast at 5000w.thurcospodcast.com. And we're back. A few moments later. <laughs> SpongeBob, bro. Yes. Uh, told you been whipping up them uh, sounds. Uh, I'm going to try to at least have one or two new sounds every episode. And uh, I've been kind of locked in on like the sound pad and how I'm going to approach this episode coming up in august uh we got uh some some cool news for everybody out there which is only like a couple weeks away but we will be having a semi-professional mma fighter yeah uh, that's gonna be sick on the show and we'll be recording at his gym so it's gonna be cool and if y'all don't know check out uh david the boss uh aka alliance fighting organization they fight out Paragon, so that's pretty cool. You ever been punched? Ever uh, been just, <laughs> oh, that's that's a wormhole in itself. You gotten into some scuffs before? Uh, I'll tell a quick uh, prison story if you want to hear about me getting punched. Okay, so everybody out there, this is a story about me getting laid out. Okay, so I was a lieutenant working cell block, and uh, this dude slipped his cuffs, and uh, he was trying to get transferred. He didn't want to be at the prison no more. So the best way to get transferred is jump on a, you know, a guard, a free, AKA free person, whatever. Whoa. And why not take the biggest one you get? Let's, let's hit the Lieutenant. Well, a uh, person was moving him from blah, blah, blah to blah, blah, blah. And he slipped his cuffs and he slid me, dude. I'm talking about he, he reached, he can't like, I watched the video. They showed me of it, dude. Like he reached down and just like sucker punched me right in the side of the temple. Dude. Dang. You still got that video? Oh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> no, they did. Uh, I've seen it plenty of times. I'm like, hey, man, look, Joe, watch how hard you hit the floor. <laughs> I mean, you got to laugh at it. Uh, you know, everything has yeah, its well, highs and lows. Yeah, right, man. Yeah. You know, that could have been serious, bro. Got a weird twitch, but I mean, that could be anything. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this dude reached down from I don't know where it, and just, like, slit. I'm not me smooth out. So, That's yeah, so I, messed up, bro. Like, he didn't even have to hit you hard in order to get transferred, bro. Oh. He probably didn't like me, so it is what it is. Well, that's crazy, man. So you were, you were at a, you were working at the prison. Yeah, the one down the road. Yeah. I did it for, uh, I did it for about three and a half years. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, maybe I did. I stopped. Uh, it's just too violent. I, I don't I know. Can imagine, bro. My it's brother in law works. It's a bad lifestyle too, in my opinion. I don't like to work the, there. The the mental lifestyle. You gotta. Mm. I don't know you. Dealing with all these horrible people all the time, you know what I'm saying? Sure, doing, you gotta be on your toes. And then they, they don't stop doing horrible shit because they're behind bars, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It just kind of intens- intensifies the situation, and it's just a lot. So I'd rather work with machines or plants or whatever than deal with people, especially not incarcerated people. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much money they throw at you. Well, they need to th- rethink that whole prison thing, bro. Hey, sh- shout out to America, the most... uh highest incarcerated per capita country in the world i'm sorry yep or am i 
And shout out Oakdale for having one of the largest federal penitentiaries in the, the, uh, <laughs> in the country. Huge. <laughs> uh, Dude, you, what, you know about the, the, the prison riots from the 80s, though. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy story. So if anybody doesn't know, in 1980, there was a Cuban riot at the prison in Oakdale. And they these people took over the whole prison. And it's one of the largest federal prisons in, in I guess, in the South. You or. I hate to interrupt you, but I need to write that down because we we could actually probably interview some people that were around uh, during that time. Yeah, that'd be a great. And idea. it wouldn't be hard to find someone, somebody that worked or worked there. So somebody at that prison. I mean, somebody that you may know from uh, shit. There's someone we might both know. Mm-hmm. A small town, but I'm sorry, one. that'd be a great one. Man. It what what was in the uh, 1980s? You said 88, I believe, something it, like that. Damn, the year before I was born. 82. <laughs> 80s we'll just go with that wasn't that something about like uh they the it was a like a large cuban population at the prison or something mm-hmm. like that and yeah. they didn't want to get uh extradited back to cuba because mm-hmm. fidel castro would kill them on the runway yeah they're they're constantly like bringing people from like around the country to be in in this prison because it's so you know it's it's one of like what do you call it max max something max Maximum surveillance or whatever. Uh, maximum security. Maximum security. I think I could be wrong. Yeah, they keep the uh, the wild ones out there. I never hear about <laughs> right, any, right down the road too. A couple never, blocks away. I never hear about anybody escaping though. Do, do you? Mm-mm. No, no one wants to escape federal jail. They just want to escape state jail. Mm. Federal jail, you got it actually pretty pretty cushy. You get you like your own shit, your own cell, your own place to shower. Blah 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 blah. Man. But yeah, I wouldn't want to be in prison or working at the prison. <laughs> Keep me away from that place at all parts. Yeah. So, what you think about? Uh, I know y'all can't see it, but y'all will see it shortly. The new Third Coast Podcast logo. We will be introducing uh, the we. Uh, I know y'all been seeing the hooded monk recently on. Uh, I don't know, it's been about 15, 20 episodes, but that was kind of like our uh, interlude uh, logo between uh, everything changing with Terrence stepping away and stuff like that, and we had thrown up a logo just to make it a little different, but we have now a set-in-stone new logo, which we feel represents Durko's podcast a lot, and it gives it a, a great Louisiana feel, and... What's kind of a funny story behind that, the first thing Kobai said about the logo is, hey, am I riding Joe? And uh, shout out Aaron out there in Fort White, Florida. Um, he was like, well, no, but you can think it's that. But no, Kobai, you're not riding Joe on the new logo. <laughs> and the new logo is a crawfish riding an alligator in, through the swamps. And Third Coast podcast on the bottom. And tell us what y'all think. Y'all like it? Or if y'all don't. Which it really don't matter because that's what's going to be anyway. (laughs) Like it or love it. Who wouldn't like this, man? It's really cool. It's going to make a a pretty cool shirt, too. Oh, yeah. That crawfish is up to something, bro. He's not just riding that alligator, bro. He's got him, like, lassoed and looks like he's got him uh, held hostage, really, bro. That's messed up. There's some there's some animal cruelty on this sticker, but right. it's animal on animal violence. <laughs> okay, calm down, Peter. 
if we ain't got if we it's ain't not, canceled it's, it's, I guess so it's far. not animal cruelty if it's animal on animal but are we animals too no we're mammals you and me baby ain't nothing but mammals so let's do it like they do on the discovery channel I hate that I do not know what that song is the bloodhound gang Hey, we got some kids playing in the background over here, bro. We in suburbia Oakdale. <laughs> <laughs> and money is tight too in suburbia Oakdale. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about y'all, but uh, if I stumble upon an, another conversation or just hear someone bitching about their light bill, <laughs> like I, I, someone's like, "Man, my light bill was." Two hundred and seventy dollars this month. It is a hundred more than it ever is, and I'm like, oh, mine was over five hundred in my head. <laughs> you have some go in, in my head. I'm like, go complain to somebody else. <laughs> I hear everybody talking about their light bill over here. Like, Clico is just not being anybody's friend over here. Yeah, but uh, a lot of that is just from them years of constant hurricanes and mm-hmm. all that, you know, getting the light. Everybody wanted their lights back on as soon as possible, you know, and that's money, money, money. Oh, yeah. So now they're paying for all of it. Yeah, you got, and when you look at the Coleco bill, you got, like, storm restoration chart, like, a whole bunch of them. And, but it ain't, I don't know, it ain't that bad. At least, a lot, I hear people bitch about their light bill, but at least you can afford to pay the motherfucker. You know, there's a lot of people that can't, you know. Some people just want something to complain about, you know. But if, who am I to say, you know. If the worst thing in the world is I can afford to pay my lights, even if it's high, that's that's pretty up there on a the good thing for, for a lot of people, you know. Yeah, at least you got lights. It's better, it's better to be broke with lights than broke with no lights. <laughs> <laughs> I can get back. <laughs> I'm sorry. That shit is loud. <laughs> and uh, I didn't even mean it to be that loud. I don't know how it is that. I don't know if it's just the sound just, you know, naturally just is that loud. or it's an air horn, son. <laughs> you should do like a, a kitty meowing or something. <laughs> 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 What was that commercial? Uh, God, you got me thinking of the... Meow the, Mix? Yeah, Meow Mix. That was a banger there. I'm not going to do it. You sure you're not going to do I'm it? I'm not going to do it. Meow Mix. <laughs> <laughs> meow, 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 meow. <laughs> now, look, now I can't even think. <laughs> uh, We've been doing some... We pretty much got the stage built, the new one that we were talking about last time. That's That was like a really cool experience. Like to... That's like the biggest thing we've built on that property, I think, you know. It's definitely the biggest stage and with the roof and everything. Oh, y'all got the roof up? Not yet next weekend. But uh it's like the framing for the roof, everything looks really good, sturdy. You could drive a truck up onto it. But um but yeah, it, one of the cool things is our friend Bo from Bear and the Forest Friends, I'm not even sure if he wants me to released his real name but <laughs> he came out he actually does dirt work and he brought a little bobcat with a front end tool on it a front end loader on it oh, and shit. uh cleared out the ditches like the pre-existing ditches in our property and that was like really cool to see because i'd always kind of saw where the water was wanting to drain but 
he he came in with that thing and like dug up old coverts and stuff and like so now it's gonna be cool to watch the water just drain out like it's supposed to be you know because it used to be a mill and the water used to drain out perfectly you know so they could work and now it's just what we're realizing is all the old drainage is just clogged with just dirt just from being inactive but mm-hmm. really cool to see that's cool did he do uh did he do the whole property too you said he did so there's like a, a main canal basically that runs through the whole property um well it starts in the ha- in the in the it doesn't start but it starts getting big in the in the second half of it that goes to the back of the property but in the main part of the property where we're doing our festival there's a bunch of like sub canals and and ditches that just meet up into that like a big tree and um it's really it's going to be awesome once we get those ditches dug and and build our bridges and that way the property won't flood anymore and people won't get you know soaked yeah because we can still basically the plan is to be able to have our festival even if it's raining and everybody be dry 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 as a bone yeah because uh <laughs> last year decided to what is it called let the ceiling out no well let the floor out yeah cats and dogs god let the floodgates open and that was fine, dude. It was really cool to see our our plan come into action, and the festival went on. I think one one act got um, cut short because of the rain. One or two, I should know the names because I felt bad, but you know you can't stop Mother Nature, and it was lightning. But our festival went on, like even when it was raining. So that's just really cool, and to know that we got a a, a place where. A foundation and drainage covering we had that big warehouse everybody was in there that was really cool and uh, <clears throat> the stage is going to be uh the stage that y'all built is the new avon stage right correct yeah it's dope correct and we're still going to use that old one we're going to bring it probably to a different part of the property if not uh it'll be it'll be in the same place for this one we're going to uh show our show our respects to it and uh, have some spoken word and some, you know, a little talent show on it. It'll be some comedy. That'll be cool. And then uh, and then it needs to be kind of like revamped, refurbished, so it can be an everlasting staple in the void, you know? Stages, man. We, we grow attached to them. And, like, the reason why we build them is so people can come and, put this energy into it by playing a set and like you know it's like it's always been really cool to me ever since we started building stages it's like people all around the you know they come and go and they play on the stage and pour their heart out on it and then they they leave but that energy is still on that stage you know that's what's so cool just about them to me and when we go around the country and see different stages it's like damn how many people have played here and who just really cool uh the last episode we recorded we talked a little bit about uh red rock and mm-hmm. uh i watched bill burr stand up yeah at, uh at the red funny, rock too bro. he killed it yeah he killed it yeah it was at red rocks yeah and i was like man that shit looks dope and <laughs> in my head i'm like man he's a comedian doing that and chuck uh, you, and i was like man chuck was telling me how great it is to be an artist to go mm-hmm. perform there so being a comedian to perform there that is that like a like a high honor Hell yeah, that's why he did a special there. And dude, don't get me wrong, dude. Comedians are artists for sure. They like that to me is 
harder than what I do in my profession and like what a lot of like really good musicians do is to go up in front of people and try to convince them that you're funny. It's like, and you can't like cover like people, like musicians cover like music and go and like they have a cover band and they make a living off that. Whereas you can't do that in comedy. You know, you can't go be a, a cover, a cover Kevin Hart cover oh. comedian. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll get you'll get like drugged through the streets. But yeah, so you, yeah, so comedians. I have all the all the respect for comedians, and yeah, that's why he did it there though, because it's a special place. So he filmed a special there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to make a trip out there one day just to go see someone perform there, whoever it is. That was such a funny special. He killed it. Yep. Yep. Oh, hold on. A few moments later. So, uh, is there any other things besides the stage that you would like to talk about about The Void? Well, I want to shout out my friend Shell Ramalay, uh, who's our, uh, our director of our art committee. And uh, she's killing it um, with you know everything art for The Void. She's organizing it and she's bringing a, a skate rink to the to the ice festival i mean to the void festival it's gonna be called the ice rink man i screwed that sentence up bro. i just had like a little seizure just now <laughs> you okay? anyway you it's, called the water? I- it's called the ice rink and it's at the um warehouse and these uh people from nola they're called ghost gate nola they're gonna come and like do dance they're gonna bring a bunch of skates for people it's gonna be a really cool interactive experience and that the festival offers this year besides uh, music well, uh, you know <clears throat> i can rollerblade pretty good nice. for a big dude i need <laughs> to see you on some skates bro i feel like that would be a scene for sure <laughs> uh i actually was it i it's been so it's been so long i might die good thing i got good insurance but uh i can do the force i can do four or is it five wheels where you four. just put, you know, it's where, got four in that little break in the in the front. Oh, not them are roller blades, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, okay. no, no, them are skates. skates. You talking about no, blades. roller blades? I used to roller blade and then I stopped because I actually learned how to do it. But you can't do that in Oakdale on the sidewalks, and I ate yeah. it like six or seven times and just gave it up. But I used to love the. I actually was alive when the skating ring was there and went to it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Remember that, bro? Yeah, that shit the was fun. Ring. That's how I learned how to skate both ways bro. at the skating ring. The skating ring. But you can't just bring that out. Like, they show TV commercials about, like, people rollerblading and going over jumps and doing all that. Yeah, come come, come rollerblade in Louisiana and see how that goes for you. We used to go over to the skating ring, bro. Yeah, all kinds of stuff used to happen over there. <laughs> yeah, it was... um. Now it's a, a a furniture warehouse for it's just a storage area. That's a shame. Too much sketchy shit started happening over there. Yeah, that's why they had to shut it down. People ruined it for us. They were just trying to have a good time. That's all that was. And yeah. other people didn't want them to have good time, so they shut it down. <laughs> just because a few people got shot don't mean nothing. <laughs> Couple people died. <laughs> Who you know? Everybody wants to make a fuss. <laughs> I'm sorry, you, uh, 
that I I can't wait for that. I'm definitely you're definitely gonna see me on some rollerblades. I'm definitely gonna get in on that. Yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. And Shell's doing a really good job. I'm doing all kinds of other stuff. Did you hear that? Oh, that's your oh, it's the government. <laughs> no government. <laughs> that's a bad government, dude. That was trippy, man. What? Oh, oh, you got that apple. That's why. Yeah, man. I Gov- government, do you like their Coast Podcast too? Is that why you listening in? <laughs> yeah, they're the government's decided for the void too. They're like, they're like skating ring. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be a good area too in the uh, in the fucking warehouse too. All that concrete, all that soft concrete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of kind of happened last year. You know, there was some skates. But this year it'll be full fledged, and um, there's, it's you know the warehouse is re- totally revamping. The thing we did, we did, we we started committees this year. You know, like ever ever since we started, it's it's been like you know, especially since we became a nonprofit, we had a board of directors, and um, you know, there's only so so many things a board of directors are supposed to do, and it mostly includes like voting on like business bullshit, but. Um, the committees are more so involved in actually doing the festival, you know? So you have art committee, you have the grounds committee and like, and these committees do the things that, you know, they meet and then they decide on, you know, like what their budget is for how much they're going to need for, you know, having painters come out, how much is that paint going to cost? And, and then, you know, they submit the, you know their budget and then you know whatever it gets you know whatever democracy shit <laughs> you i get just it. I, I feel like you I, I wish i could see you in corporate office with a suit like <laughs> new, new ice ring in in the warehouse <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> and look you slammed yeah. down the phone but yeah dude this is just it has to be the way that it works and it actually makes it so much better to be able to let, allow people to focus on on their exact craft you know because what happens is like we have a buddy who's really good at our legal stuff but you know he doesn't necessarily have to be involved with you know people's costumes uh and that's what was happening you know there's a lot of like the people that started the nonprofit uh were also doing the other jobs and it was just our job like got over limit over overwhelming overwhelming you know and like so you have to bring in more people and and then we realized how the um how beautiful it is to be able to create the organization outside of the organization to um i don't know really start dialing in our craft and dialing in uh how you know amazing the people that are involved outside of you know this thing that you don't see that are working behind the scenes it's just um it's cool it's growing baby so are y'all still gonna have the uh half pipe in there too oh yeah i'm trying to get that thing that thing is so sketchy man <laughs> shout out my boy teddy uh he did great on that and he gave us those ramps but uh we need to get them a little safer i'm trying to do i really would like to do a concrete uh park outside like kind of maybe behind the skitter um that'd be really cool to put some you know con- concrete vert out there you know i mean couldn't do in the rain but or maybe you could who's to say 
I don't know. I, I it's nice to see other people can skateboard. You know, yeah. it's like, man, yeah, kill that half half pipe. Oh, you skate? No, I just I enjoy watching. <laughs> I'm not uh, aerodynamic built for skateboarding, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, I mean, you gotta if you get get to a certain age that it just depends on. Hey, have you done it your whole life? That's okay. And then even so, you gotta know your limitations on what you can do. Like, I've pretty much skateboarded my whole life, but you know, I've I've gone so much. I've put in so much time in between the times that I've skated that my abilities aren't like they used to be, and I don't fall like I used to. I learned that when I wrecked that dirt bike. Like I didn't even. It wasn't even much crazy. I just took a turn too sharp, and I, f- I went over the um, the handlebars, but I just landed perfectly, and that was the first bone I've ever broken. But um, it was, yeah, it, it was an eye-opening experience, you know. I just, and, like, going to the hospital and shit, something I, I never really had to do, like, for a break, and I had to sit in there for, like, two hours with my shoulder, and, like, the bone just, like, kind of almost popping out of the skin before they even gave me, like, a, antibiotic <laughs> and it just wasn't a fun experience man so i don't really want to do that again <laughs> so i just like know my limits i'm not gonna not skate but you know i'm not gonna jump down a 12 stair anytime soon well how, how about six stairs <laughs> maybe you know, may, might just avoid the stairs you know stick to curves and you know a little walk rails. down the stairs yeah stairs are for <laughs> walking you know we're growing adults here Oh, ain't that joyous times? Too? <laughs> hey, more power to the people that still do it. It's awesome. No, but I don't know. I digress. <laughs> I digress. A few moments later. Can we take a little break? Yeah. And we're back. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing it, bro. I'm losing the shirt. Uh-oh. Uh why Chuck loses the shirt. Uh I'ma officially post our new logo on Facebook, so y'all don't Yeah, bro. It's it's just uh I don't know, that shirt was heavy, bro. I, I feel like a different person now. That's it's nice, you know, a little Louisiana sweat poured out, baby. I still <laughs> I I need to go get some water now. I need to go get some liquid dip. Yeah, you got I, me thinking about that now. It's a, it's good, man. I mean, some people say it's expensive, and like I'm a, I'm all for drinking just water right out the tap. I don't give a shit. Yeah, they're putting all kinds of stuff in it, but you know, like hydration is hydration, in my opinion. And you know, you don't want to not drink water just because you can't get that fancy Evian from the store, you know. But Liquid Death is cool. I've been trying to slow down my 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 beer drinking habits and. It's cool because, you know, you can put one of those in the fridge, and it's like a tall ounce. It's a 24-ounce and uh, can. So, you know, you crack one of those open, it's like you're drinking a, a beer, you know. And uh, I don't know. I'm conscious. I know it's not a beer, but it's like it's like half my brain knows it is, and then half my brain isn't. And my one half is like, ha-ha, I got you. you know? it, it's, <laughs> uh, it feels the mannerisms, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just muscle memory, and that's when you realize, you know, hey, you might need to slow it down if your muscle memory is that, you know, hey, some, that, that one-handed curl. You know? <laughs> that's what I was about to get. Some of the strongest people I know uh, curl 8, 10, 12, <laughs> 24, 32 ounces, 40s on some occasions. Yeah, man. So, I don't know. 
I already smoke enough weed, so I figured I need to slow down the alcohol consumption. I'm trying to remember a few more things every now and then. That's understandable. Yeah. But, uh... You know, I got uh, a weird story to tell you. Uh, Do you know they're advising astronauts not to masturbate in space because, allegedly, they can impregnate up to three different women if they ejaculate because it just goes everywhere. Shout out to the non-female listeners right now. Wait. (laughs) You get get it, though? So, if you jack off in space, all your sperm separates into... It just goes everywhere. It's kind of like how they do like water and stuff like that up in space. It, yeah, and they can't control where it goes. And I guess it just... My, my, my idea where I go with this is that your swimmers in space are like fucking super people. And they just home down, you know, the egg. I mean, this means the only rational thing. I think you got a bunch of Christians mad as fuck right now. Just trying to get people not to masturbate. (laughs) (laughs) Let the people jerk it. That's what I say. I'm sorry. And so does that mean that women get a free pass? Or are the women masturbating so much that the the sperm know where to go? And is is, is there only impregnating women in space? Or is like the sperm raining down on humanity? Is that what's happening? The, the, is the sperm in the rain? The sperm is in the tap water. That's what you're saying? <laughs> I'm saying is they need to take a scientific uh, uh, test and let an astronaut go off the space station. Who are they? Like, what is there? Whip no his women dick out in the vacuum of space and nut to see where the nut goes. Put little probes on it and see what planets it reaches. Uh, instead of semen, do they call them spacemen? <laughs> <laughs> it's they call them what? Spacemen. Seamen, spacemen. There you go. Um my brain is now officially warped in all the ideas that are going on and it's involving I got a show coming. I got a show coming up this weekend. Does it involve space? <laughs> no, I'm playing. Most of the Where, time. Uh where are you playing that? Um, so Crew to Void is doing a Road to Void, kind of a pre-party type leading up to, and kind of in celebration of the the new lineup that we're going to um, drop. And I can talk about that later on, but uh, this weekend, you hear that? Yeah, I was wondering. I just started hearing it. You're clipping. Here, hold up. Let me pause this. And we're back. A few <laughs> moments later. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, what were we? Oh yeah. So this weekend, Crew to Void is going to be doing a Road to Void um, pre-celebration um, Saturday and Sunday. Um, excuse me. Let me start that over. This weekend, Crew to Void is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> a few moments later. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, as I was saying, this weekend we're going to do Holly Rock uh, at DBA and then Bubba Thump and Log Scrimp at Santos on Sunday. Uh, it'll be like a Crew to Void presents uh, Road to Void celebration. 
the lineup for Fifty Four is going to drop this Thursday, which I guess will be the day that this podcast gets released yes, if we sir. aim our aim our darts right. Hopefully, we can. Um, but yeah, this uh, Saturday we'll be at DBA with uh, the the Tanglers and Michael Juan Nunez, uh, along with our boys Spicy Ranch and DJ Snooze Button. DJ Snooze Button. Mm-hmm. Yep. Does he? Hmm. I've never. I ain't met him yet. That's Hunter. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so he's a. I seen that. Yeah, uh, he DJs. Uh, shout out Steve for getting me addicted to the Burger and Barbecue fucking po' boys too. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, Steve's gonna be doing a little DJ set that night as well. That. I want what? What's his DJ set like? You hear that? It's that weed eater, bro. It's always something. It's always got to <laughs> be either loud pipes or. That's why you got to do these podcasts at night, man. But you know. It's the it's uh, the good Louisiana background. Uh, oh, there goes the pipes. <laughs> a big truck, bro. I bet it has truck nuts. <laughs> it it gotta might. love it, bro. Uh, Sweating our asses off and listening to cicadas, uh, lawnmowers, and loud put up. Oh, now, there's now a car the, alarm. Is a car alarm? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh this man, this is great, dude. The, Hey, that interesting background noise is what makes everything <laughs> special, I guess. Uh, and and oh, other man. thing, is there other stuff leading up to like other shows before Fet besides the one you just said? Like other like things they're all going to do right before uh, Fet. Yeah, comes so out? we're doing those uh, the lineup drops this Thursday. We do the the two crew, uh, road to void shows on Saturday and Sunday, and then that very following week. Our boys with the Quadraholics are going to be dropping their new album uh, and having a big album release party at the Rabbit Hole. And uh, Big Worm's going to play at my new project, um, Larry's Lounge, and a bunch of other people. It's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be dope. That's uh, Europa? I the, I, yeah, I heard the new Quadraholic album, and I can attest that it is beautiful. Uh, I can't wait to hear it. And uh, their release party is going to be in Lafayette, you said? Yep. No. Yeah, they're gonna do one release party on the eleventh in Lake Charles. Oh, Lake Charles. And then they're gonna do one on the twelfth in New Orleans. Ah. Uh, and I'm gonna okay. be at both of them. Just saying. And when when is the one in Lake Charles? Eleventh. That's next Friday. Not this Friday, but next the eleventh, August the eleventh, and then August twelfth at the Rabbit Hole in New Orleans. August eleventh at Panorama Music House. Uh, I might have to buy Charlene something nice to make it out there. I- because I've never been to a release party before. It's going to be nuts. Uh, Baird and the Forest Friends are playing with them in, in uh, Lake Charles. It's going to be sick. Who, what type of music do they play? Or should I just Forest I, music. Forest music. Yeah. No. yeah. He conjures all the powers of the animal kingdom to come play this music with him. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful sight. Check it out. Does, does he conjure uh, Bigfoot? <laughs> No, nobody has yet. Uh, shout out uh, episode 164, uh, Ape. If y'all ain't uh, listened to it and you're listening to this podcast, make sure you backtrack and go listen to all the episodes in our library? Library. Storage? <laughs> library. In our storage house <laughs> on the internet. 
library. Where you get them good educations. Or yeah, is that, it was that too country. It was that too redneck. You can't put it on too much. You just got to go all natural. Oh, yeah. Shout out my boy, Two-Tone Marigold. He's going to be on that show on Sunday at Santos. Evan Sibley been killing it in, in New Orleans, booking shows, doing his thing. Appreciate y'all. Is uh, is booking shows hard in New Orleans? Like to, I know you're talking about like your new project it's, with Larry's Lounge, but say like you want to get Larry's Lounge to perform at said place in New Orleans, is that a hard task, or is it easier because you've been in like other bands like Big Worm, Iceman, and stuff, and performed in New Orleans? So is it easier for you to be able to get a set mm-hmm. with your new? Yeah. And the short answer, yes. Um, it's it's easy to get a gig in New Orleans. It's hard to get paid in New Orleans. So if that makes sense. There's all kinds of stages and people that are um, willing to let you play and things like that. But a lot of them work off of like percentage of the bar because they don't want to make any guarantees because they don't know if you can get people in in the doors you know luckily i've been playing in new orleans for 7 years and and like you said i've i've got the the repertoire behind me to you know kind of prove myself so most of the places have heard of iceman or big worm and like if i if i can say hey i've got this new project you know you know me from the, the, these bands most of the time, they're like, okay, we trust you. And not to mention, you know, we, we, we've been selling tickets, you know, for so we can almost guarantee a spot that people are going to show up, and then they can guarantee us either or that or we just sell tickets, you know. And then we say, you know, we just, you know, luckily we get to a point to where you can just be like, hey, we just need the space. And, you know, if y'all have a door guy, we're going to charge, you know, 10 or 15 bucks to get for people to get in and then they come in we make our money the bar makes money everybody's happy so thing is like when we go to other cities we have to bank on a guarantee which is you know a a small little lump sum that the bar thinks they might make or whatever that just that they guaranteed we know contractually because we showing up to this place and we don't even know if there's going to be people or not because we're not from there, stuff like that. So we uh, we settle for a guarantee. But yeah, New Orleans, we're lucky enough to you know have a bunch of homies and a bunch of people that are willing to come and you know put up their hard work, hard hard earned money money to hear our uh, our songs. You know, it's cool. Homies, shout out, homies. <laughs> And shout out to all the uh, TCP Horde members out there. Keep hoarding on. We're almost to 100 people now. So that's pretty cool. Do you TCP Horde, Chuck? What's that mean? Uh, You need to uh, follow the group. Oh, yeah, it's a private group? Yeah. Oh, nice. Where you can post almost anything you want. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Once you become a member, you have free... Uh, basically like what y'all did with like the camp the void page is where i got the idea and made a third coast page called the tcp horde nice yeah that's a good way to like 
skip the people involved, you know, even though they're not on the podcast or something like that. And it makes people, you know, want to listen. And, like, you can do, yeah, see, I do do uh, shout outs for it. Huh? Like, uh, you should take, like, questions that we can bring up on the podcast or something like that. That'd be cool. Uh, one of the, uh, last week I posted uh, about if anybody had any stories about Bigfoot trying to get people, you know, early access to what's mm-hmm. going on on the episode coming up. And uh, some uh, dude brought up about fucking <laughs> the fucking Bigfoot sighting in, like, Louisiana. And it, like, was like a snowball effect because I was like, Bigfoot in Louisiana? Ain't no way. And I found out, you know, through Google and other internet sources that, Louisiana is a a prime like spot for Bigfoot to come do his mischievous things. Pretty sure he worked at the school for a little while, if I'm not mistaken. He might have. Uh, I can remember somebody saying something like that. A few moments later. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I might have to retire that one. It ain't as good as I thought it would be. <laughs> I thought it would feel like the quiet gaps a little bit, but I don't know. It seems overbearing after you play it a couple of times. Yeah, that's how I feel about all them damn sound effects. Unless you have just like a, an unlimited board of them, or uh, I don't know, they it can get kind of hacky after a little bit. But who's to say? Some people might like them. Do a poll on the on the page. Hey, do you guys like the sound effects? That's a good idea too. Okay. A, I got a whole <laughs> bunch of good ideas going on today. You, you're making them old wheels grind up top. I love it, bro. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, there's, there's a, some beautiful future coming for for TCP, man. Join the join the horde. Is it horde or herd? The horde. <laughs> the horde. Yeah. Horde this uh, information that we give you, man. Someone's got to. It's valuable. It's free. You so, know? are you ready? What? To. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the lineup, man. Fet the boy 2022. I, hey, y'all gonna have uh, I need to get a make will, sure I get my personal copy for the oh, frame yeah. and put up in the oh, we're uh, gonna shed. Fly. We're gonna have flowers for sure. Yeah, man, this, this shed is awesome, bro. I don't know what I never got the 2021. That was during the uh, the big C thing going on. Hey, you want a chandelier for that that hook? I can give you a really good chandelier. You know, I have no idea why they have that hook up there on uh, the top. They probably the, skin deers in here, deer in here. Right next to the couch. <laughs> there wasn't a couch in here before, huh? No, it was just empty. That's what I'm saying. It was probably this is where fluorescent lights. Whoever killed a deer probably came in here, strung it up right there. That's what I'm imagining. Or maybe you know, if somebody wants to work on something, they can hoist a motor up right there with a uh, a crank. Yeah, uh, you, you brought up anything. you brought up deer uh, the other night. Uh, you ever heard of Chili Mac before? I mean the food. Yeah, the food yeah. Chili Mac. So uh, instead, of, I made Chili Mac the same way, but instead of ground meat, I actually took a deer shoulder and cut it up, soaked it in vinegar for a couple of hours, and cooked it like it was stew meat. And when it got real nice and tender, I just uh, made Chili Mac out of it. Wow, what kind of what kind of mac? Hmm? What kind of mac? What, just elbow noodles? Elbow noodles. Yeah, elbow noodles, some cheese, some onion, some peppers, some tomatoes, some sauce. 
And it's a real simple, you know, is uh, in the army, you make it all the time, but I've been cooking a lot, man. I could talk about food for a while, man. I, I enjoy cooking. And I just started being able to cook again. I moved into a a house. Uh, I moved into a new spot, at least. It's my, with my buddy AJ and my boy Jared over here, my roommate, and uh, my beautiful lady. Uh, what, in Nola? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, we've been cooking cooking it up, bro. I did barbecue shrimp. That was the first time I ever did that. And it's not barbecue. There's no barbecue involved. Not really. <laughs> It's crazy. The shrimp cook really fast, so... Yeah, they do. That was one thing I learned. Probably could have took them out a little earlier. But, you know, you live, you learn. You overcook the shrimp sometime. I'm pretty sure Bubba Gump said that, too. Maybe. I think uh, all the outside noise stopped. Our guy, our... Uh, Dads are supposed to weed eat and mow on Saturday. Well, somebody should tell them that, bro. They might got a new pair of New Balances in or something and had to break them in. You know, yeah. gotta go, oh, gotta break these New Balances in. Let me go weed eat a little bit. <laughs> or they were like, oh, look, they're doing something mischievous in that shit again. Let me go oh, yeah. uh, weed eat and look over the fence. Yeah, people in Oakdale probably don't know too much about podcasts, bro. They probably think we're doing sketchy stuff in here for sure. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh-oh. Somebody's bumping. This could be our whole podcast, just us reacting yeah, to sounds, sounds outside. <laughs> <laughs> sounds in Oak, uh, Oakdale, Louisiana. Was that, uh, 10s or 12s? I wonder. It sounds like 10s, maybe 12s. Did I you, don't know, man. Did you ever have that stage where you ha- had a system in your vehicle? Oh, yeah, dude. I, I drove a silver Toyota Tacoma when I was in high school, and uh, it was... It had two ticker, kicker tins in the back. And I used to beat up the block for show. Yeah, bro. You had to have some some bump in the, in the I guess, in the cabs inside a truck. But, yeah, dude. I'm a, I'm hip. <laughs> I got I had, the speakers. I had a, a stop sign 12 at one time in my old fucking uh, Kia Optima. Really mm-hmm. raggedy ass. Just uh, beat her car to get back and forth to work. And I put that uh, stop sign 12 in it. And it was great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then man. you get you get over it real fast. Like, it's cool for, like, the first six months. And then it's like, can I just listen to the radio without it yeah. banging up the block at there's, 5 in the morning? There's definitely a, a, a limit to that. Like, I, would, I wouldn't mind. You know, I've seen people replace the the factory speakers in their car in their car already with yeah. with high end speakers and that makes all the difference you know and that's sometimes that's all you need you know and and especially like the room in your car and stuff like i mean i get it if you have a i mean even if you have a trunk you know like a sedan or whatever you got that big speaker box in the back of your truck or, or your car and it just takes up space as we get older you know you need you need that space so now I drive a Subaru for versatility, <laughs> you know, but it's got a good sound system already. All you need. I don't know. I do miss it, though. I wish I w- uh, sometimes it's real nice to get in a car like that. Get a little massage. <laughs> not in space, though. <laughs> not in space. <laughs> you better not. Uh, you better not finish in space. <laughs> you might impregnate a planet or something. But yeah, okay, so what about poop? Well, hold up. 
Don't it? What about, don't the astronauts just use the restroom in their suits? Right. Yeah. So what if you um, had a little wet dream? No, no, no. Astronauts do they poop in their suits? Poop suits? I know they sleep like they like sleep tied down, like they tie themselves down to mimic like, like sleeping vampire. in the bed. Dracula. But, but I'm pretty sure they they use all the restroom facilities in their astronaut suit. I don't, I don't know. Th- you know, I don't know. I gotta do some Google. Is there a, a space toilet? Is that why they don't need to jerk off? Yeah, so I, I don't know. That, I think that's what I'm saying. Like, why can't they just get rid of their sperm the same way they get rid of their feces or you know urine? Hmm, NASA. I think you should have done more research before you came at me with some something <laughs> like this. Because honestly, I, I didn't know there was so many questions involved. Well, bruh. If I, I, I like to think that I can jerk off in most places that are appropriate, and like you know, I, if if I can do it, you know, if I go climb a mountain, I'm just saying, and I, if I have to spend a certain amount of time on top of that mountain, so you're going to jerk off on the mountain, <laughs> basically, what you're saying. Well, look, <laughs> if you're going to be there, might as well, huh? Well, look, and and so, and that seems like. Not a bad place to do it. If you're looking at something, you're all alone, and like, hey, if you'd be like, hey, I've never done this before, maybe you would. You know, I don't see anything wrong with that. Space, same concept. If I'm up in space, especially you got to be up in space for a while, bro, and they're telling you that you can't, uh, like, if I'm up in space by myself, I'm going to be looking for every way possible (laughs) to... To keep myself busy, much less make myself feel good, and I'm just saying that might be a deal breaker. Might just have to go be a doctor or a lawyer or something. You know, spaceman just might be out of the question. You know what image is now like rotating through my brain? <laughs> that is terrible. The whole time we're talking about this, I just imagine like astronauts. You know, like they they just float in space, just trying to like get it in and just floating in like upside down and shit and it just i don't know it's weird i don't know why i even brought this up i'm sorry everybody no because it would i mean honestly that there's a, a few things that <laughs> i would do like, <laughs> just like your legs straight there's up there's a few the things that i would want to try right when i get to space and that's probably in my top three or five just saying yeah if you make it all the way to space why not jerk off in space i'm saying bro Maybe we're doing it. I'm saying. I might never get to jerk off in space. Now I'm sad. <laughs> I need to work out. <laughs> well, I could jerk off in space. Oh, yeah. What, what That's is, what's stopping you from getting in space, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> me signing up for NASA. What is your, your prime reason to be here? I want to be an astronaut, and I want to, I want to nut on Jupiter. <laughs> yeah. Funny you didn't say Uranus. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't say Uranus either. That probably would have been better. See, this is why I'm not a comedian. <laughs> I missed I missed a glorious punchline. But we digress. And I'm so ready for Fit. Every year I get real pumped. But this year it's a gonna be another adventure like last year was and uh Tackle it head first at yeah. Third Coast, and I'm excited for this lineup. Me too, man. It's a, uh, it's something I look forward to every year. It also takes up, you know, a lot of my sleep, and 
you know, thinking about everything that needs to be going, like right down to the the single step that might be loose. And um, it's uh, it's it's definitely one of the most gratifying things in the world to to get to experience it on on Saturday when it's full full throttle and everything everybody's parked everybody's in place their camps are set up and it's like then and you really like you know you feel comfortable in knowing that it's all it all fell into place you know even with minor setbacks it's a beautiful thing to come together and, and be able to witness it and know that you're a part of it and that you that you, you can say that you know you did something you know and a lot of my closest people that I, I respect and admire a lot, you know, are, are with me. And sometimes it's tooth and nail at each other's throats leading up to it. And then, you know, once it all comes together, it's hugs and hugs and, you know, happiness. But, you know, that's just part of that industry and just doing what we do. It's, but that's where the that's where the gratification comes in, you know. It's a, a madhouse before, but a beautiful one. You know? I can't wait. Me too. It's always a, a, a masterpiece out there. Is it, uh, you know, as the years go on and the pet gets bigger and bigger and bigger, is there, like, when it gets closer to it, is there, like, always, like, is there any regret? Like you could, you feel like sometimes you wish you could have done more, but even though, like, people like me come up with like, man, this shit's fucking amazing. It's great. Everything's beautiful. But then, as the person that's you know putting on everything, has there been times where you wish you could have just you know like, oh, it's great, but if I could have just done this one more thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, pretty much every single time, especially when. You know, you you learn lessons. Lessons hit you at every angle, you know, especially when you do something that you've never done before and nobody's ever taught you. You never went to a class to to learn how to do this, you know, and you just go off based on what, you, what you've seen other people do and, like, things that you've been to. So it's, yeah, it's been nothing but that, honestly. Uh, and... and only the only way I've learned to to be okay with it and is to just know that it's part of the process and it'll always happen. It's just how you deal with with things that come up. It's how you deal with adversity and reaction is everything in my opinion. You know, so like how you react to something will depend on how it plays out. So if you act bad in a negative way, it's gonna play out negatively. If you act accordingly in a, po- in a positive manner uh and because everything's gonna be okay i mean i don't know if i'm lying to myself by saying that uh maybe not everything but with the shit that i have to deal with most of it's gonna be okay other people have had to deal with the, the issues that i've dealt with nothing that i'm doing is new and it's new to me but it's not new to history and and you know if I, I can, I tell myself that a lot. Like, you know, I'm not the only person that's ever been through this. It sucks, but, you know, it, that that kind of puts me at ease. You know, I'm not the only one suffering out here. Well, that, uh, that brings me to my uh, next question. Is there something, like, say when 
you're putting on the festival and there's just stuff that slips your mind you just totally forget about and then you come across you're like oh shit that's amazing i forgot all about that does that happen too like what for instance oh well i mean just like say because you're tied up when when it comes to pet y'all got all this stuff going on right Mm -hmm. And say like, oh well, we're having <clears throat> like a breathing session, or mm. this is going on, and maybe it's like slips your mind, you forgot about, it, but you stumble upon it and find mm. it. And you're like, yeah. oh shit, that came together great. Well, yeah, no, and that's that's honestly as far as this uh, industry and and throwing music festivals, especially the the one at our caliber is, is somewhat of a small and intimate festival. And what happens, you know, it's it's you know three hundred people that buy tickets and then probably 140 acts 140 different people that are in the acts and then you know we've got our the people that that help us run it the production and staff you know they all come and we're all there for the same reason it's not for work you know it it, sometimes it feels like work but it's the opposite of it because it's so awesome and what happens is when when a human being does that something that they're enjoying it's the same feeling that we get when we go out to the property and it's like a hot summer day but and we're digging with a shovel to build this stage but we're all happy and like we're there together and cutting up and and making jokes it's like what happens is you work even harder because you're doing it for you know uh, a more more gratifying reason you know uh, because it's fun and and you're doing it with your homies and you're choosing to do it. It's not because you're forced and you have to be there because you have to pay bills and things like that. It's it's a, a beautiful pe- feeling to be able to work on something like that with other people with your with your friends and and uh, what happens is you become a better person. I think you know by uh, it make it gives you a different uh, outlook on life. A few moments later. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. Yeah, man. But, um, so anyways, uh, what was the, oh yeah, so that is what I was getting at is the people that come, even the general admission will start saying, hey, I could do this right here and they'll, they'll build a little something, something, you know, a little art piece. And I'm just like, man, like that is exactly what i like to see you know i like to see people just putting in initiative in in places where you never thought to do it because you didn't have time to do it so it's like it's awesome really that's one of the coolest things about my favorite part of the festival is probably the week leading up to it because so many people come out and like hey do y'all need help and and even if i can't be like uh i don't know man i i I can't i'm too busy i can't really put you on anything right now go ask so and so and Sometimes they don't even ask anybody. They just walk over and see something that needs fixing or that needs, you know, done. And I didn't even, you know, I've been walking past it and they fix it. And I'm just like, wow, you know, it's awesome. Somebody would do that. But that's just like festival life. It's kind of like, uh, what, the Amish? <laughs> I swear, <laughs> dude. Yeah, those people got that figured out for sure, man. Like being able to put up a barn without any heavy machinery or anything like that. Oh, the Amish? Yeah, bro. Hey, they play a mean basketball game, too. <laughs> I bet, bro. Uh, man, that's going to be interesting, bro, when there's like flying cars and like you still got an Amish person just rolling down the street in horse and buggy. When we were up in uh, in Utah and New York, I saw my first 
horse and buggy. <laughs> you saw your first Amish person? Yeah, that was interesting. Was it uh, opening? I mean, my eyes were open. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, no, I mean, I heard about it all my life. But uh, that's it's just in that part of the country, you know, so. And where was that at? Like um, the upper New York and uh, like between Utah and Philly. Oh, no, not Philly. Like Ithaca and shit like that. Did you see the Statue of Liberty in New York? I didn't. That was the one thing I didn't go see. I saw like Times Square and I went and spent a bunch of money around there. And it was cool. I bet you that was easy to do. Mm-mm. In a van? <laughs> oh, you're saying it was easy to spend money? Yeah. yeah, it definitely was. Definitely was easy to spend money. Is that a lamp? A yeah. saint's lamp? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's... Uh, what was that? That was my... Yeah. That was weird. That was, your body's making one of them weird noises over there. Yeah, no, man. I feel like this mic is inside of me. Hey, as long as you don't eat Skittles, you'll be all right. Bruh, who did that? Did you see that? What's no. going on with Skittles right now? What? Like, you can't, uh, uh, it's got, uh, allegedly, Skittles got, like, forever toxins in them that, like, causes cancer and shit like that. Because, uh. like, what they use to make them so bright, and it's not just Skittles, it's, like, Sour Patch Kids and all that stuff along the Mars line. Well. Yeah. I mean, I don't eat a lot of sugar anyway. I probably it's got like a few years left on me, but <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> oh well. All right, well that's enough to to make me quit eating that shit. Honestly, I've been trying to eat better, but it's so much easier to do when you have a place to live, man. I don't know. Oakdale's kind of tough. They don't really have much for produce section over here. You got to go to Walmart. Buddies needs to step up their game, bro. Terrible. It's the worst, man. Sometimes I can't even find lettuce over there. Uh, no, that, shout out, buddies. I love y'all, bro. But uh, get the, get the, great meat market. Seriously, like cheap meats. They do their own, like grass fed. He has his own farm and stuff. But if they would step up, step up the veggie thing, bro. But I guess they just don't really have a. You don't have a, a real demand big, for it. Yeah, I, and then too, Central Louisiana. There ain't many fresh produces that you can get delivered here produce don't last long that's the bad thing about it here yeah yeah everything goes bad i don't know why man i'm totally not sweating my ass off (laughs) (laughs) don't blame me blame the louisiana heat yeah man i was gonna um talk about this lineup bro but honestly if the lineup's dropping the same day that we're doing this i think everybody should just go look at it and do some research on these bands and and Honestly, just come to the festival. It's going to be the best year yet. You know, every year when we when we host this on this property, the property gets better because we have a permanent place, and we're not going to stop developing it and making it an amusement park for for everybody and an amusement an amusement park. So, yeah, come out to Fetty Void, love y'all. But, um, but, yeah, man. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a great year for void and void season. Yeah, man. Just pray the rain away and uh, hope for the best, you know. But either, even if it rains, baby, rain or shine, it's void time. 
So would you like to uh, give the listeners a little bit of a word of advice? Um, I guess if you if you got things you want to do, go do it. You know, uh, if if the only thing that's stopping you is uh, everything, everything mental, then put that shit on the on the back burner. Put the mental side on the back burner. And just go do it. Do something scary today. Do something that scares you. You know. I think that's pretty good advice. Uh, my don't word. be afraid to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> my words of wisdom is uh, do your uh, monthly maintenance or buy monthly maintenance on your vehicle because my battery went out the other day and that sucked. Yeah, I mean, that don't really have much to do with maintenance, but check your waters and your oil and keep your vehicle yeah, last. Yeah, I don't know time. who needs to hear this, but go change your oil. <laughs> Jared, when's the last time you had an oil change? Last time I went to Oco. It's about that time. <laughs> Joe, it was really nice talking to you, bud. I really enjoyed this, man. Let's keep doing this. Hey, we're gonna keep slabbing it up as long as we're breathing. And uh for Third Coast Podcast, I'm Joe. What it do, Gators? Uh shout out to the original creator Taryn, shout out Kobai, Alpha on the Boat, shout out Cleve and Crit and everybody that's a part of this uh Third Coast roller coaster we're on and we love y'all. Chuck. Yeah, man, appreciate it, bro. Everybody, follow Iceman, follow Holly Rock. You know the deal. Come to Fed Devoid. It's going to be great. Thanks to Third Coast Podcast for having me out once again. I'll be back. Love y'all.